When I travel, I get frequent comments on my snack bag. Yes, I carry a pretty robust array of snacks with me at all times. And I've learned the hard way because I never know what kind of food will be available to me when I'm in transit or even when. It's part of my travel routine. I've even become known for it. Knowing that I always have snacks that are not only nutritious, but that I really enjoy eating helps me deal with the unexpected, which is an almost constant for those of us that travel frequently. Delays, adapting to new time zones, and of course, lack of healthy food options are just a few of the many challenges that all travelers deal with. But travel doesn't have to be the enemy to your well-being. With the right planning, tips, and tricks, you can stay energized and resilient on the road. This is the WorkWell podcast series. Hi, I'm Jen Fisher, Chief Wellbeing Officer for Deloitte, and I'm so pleased to be here with you today to talk about all things well-being. So for somebody that may not be in this place, and I used to be there, we all start here, and I just wake up one day and go, you know, I think I'll be a naturopath today, you know, like I wasn't busy enough. It's because pain puts you in this place. I'm here with John Ayo. John is a speaker, trainer, and author focused on inspiring and empowering professionals to stay energized, healthy, and balanced while traveling. It's fascinating how life takes you on a completely different path than you started or planned, right? So I started out as an engineer at Texas A&M, and I'm graduating. I'm like, I don't want to be an engineer. So I went and got an MBA, and I joined IBM. And I was in sales for 19 years at IBM and had a very successful career and actually led a team that closed the largest software deal in the history of IBM for a billion dollars. And... I'm just sitting there after doing this and I'm just not feeling fulfilled. So I'm praying, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And the answer was I got sick Mm. and I felt like I had 102 fever every day. I was in pain and miserable, couldn't sleep. And I went to all the doctors and thousands of dollars, scans, scopes, tests. And they said, it's all in your head. So my engineering brain kicked into problem solving. I started going to chiropractors and acupuncturists and they became my teachers and friends. Got fascinated with natural health and went and got a doctorate in naturopathy. And that's when I took a job in IBM where I was doing a sales training class. So I had a five day class and we had, I don't know, anywhere from 80 to 150 students. And I was the leader of that class and we did it in 26 countries. So I learned the hard way as a traveling (laughs) naturopath, how to stay healthy when you travel, doing business travel. Wow. How often were you traveling? During Probably about five to eight a year that I would do. Usually okay. be gone for 10 days at a time. And I had not done that before because yeah. before that I'd been pretty much domestic. And so things like jet lag were like a couple hours, you know, because I live in Dallas. So, eh, how, you know, how hard is a couple hours you can do it? But when you go to my first uh, intro to jet lag was South Africa. So uh, Yeah, I was going to say, was there a particularly bad or memorable business trip that kind of set you on this journey of having to figure it out for yourself in a different way? Several. So we'll talk about that one first, (laughs) because that one is the jet lag introduction. And so I'm sitting there laying on the floor of a conference room and my class is next door and I'm just looking up and I'm disoriented. I'm wide awake. I'm a sleepy. I don't know what I am, but that was it, you know, jet lag. And so I learned then, oh my God, I'm going to have to do something about this. So I started researching and learning and practicing and trying. So I came up with a series of, I don't know, maybe eight or nine different things to do. The more of them that you'll do, the better your chance of not getting jet lag. So I've been able to knock it out pretty well now and traveling just about anywhere in the world. Coming back from uh, Asia is difficult. Yeah. I do think jet lag is 
it's it's the number one thing I get asked about when it comes to travel right. and what are some strategies to right. help alleviate the symptoms um, of jet lag. So let's just go right in Okay, there well, for some people, that. daylight savings time is jet lag, yeah. right? Just yeah. one hour will do it. Mm-hmm. And so when you go across three, four, five, you know, six time zones, especially traveling east is more difficult. So the first thing I do, like as an example, uh, anytime I go to Europe is usually through London because I'm an American. <laughs> and so we get on that plane and the first thing I do is just set my clock to that destination time zone immediately. So if we leave, usually about 6, 7 p.m. flight gets in, you know, in the morning, next morning, but it's six, seven hours difference in London. So as soon as I step on that plane, I immediately set my body clock and say it's 1 a.m. So am I gonna eat dinner at 1 a.m.? Probably not. So I'm gonna get on that plane and get into London time immediately and never look back. So when the little clock comes up on the airplane and says, you know, time in Dallas, don't look. Mm-hmm. Just look at time in London because that's where you are and don't think back. Um, the next thing and probably the biggest one is hydration. And yeah. so we're going to spend a bit of time on that one because it's so foundational to health. We are chronically dehydrated. And unfortunately, just drinking a lot of water is not going to do it because it's like flash flooding your body mm-hmm. and just goes in and then you go to the bathroom, especially when you're in places like Vegas or desert. Um, it's very difficult. And planes are incredibly dehydrating. So one of the things we have to do is figure out how to get water in a form that's absorbable into the cells of the body called structured water. So we know about solid, liquid, and gas forms of water, but there's a fourth form called structured water. And what that is, is basically the gel-like water that's inside the cells. And the way we get it is by eating plants. Fruits and vegetables pull this water out of the ground in their little plant bodies, and when we eat them, so eating your water is the best. So when you can't get to the fruits and vegetables eating them or smoothies or things like that. One of the uh, things that I'm kind of known for, and it comes from a book called Quench, is putting chia seeds in your water. So mm, a tablespoon okay. or so of chia seeds in your water will give you the omega-3s and the proteins from the chia seeds, but also converts it into structured water. So it's way more absorbable. Going back to the vegetables, fruits and vegetables, are there certain fruits and vegetables that are better when it comes to water content or no any fruits and vegetables well it depends there's pros and cons in all of it right i'm I'm thinking of watermelon but yeah exactly (laughs) well the trade-off here is is sugar sugar is our biggest enemy and so watermelon's awesome for water but it also has a lot lot of sugar sugar, in it same thing with melons and things like that so when you're traveling your best bet is always to find dark green juices Mm -hmm. so a lot of airports now have juice bars so if you can go there get the, make sure you're not getting the you know orange juice and the you know pineapple and all those things. Carrot juice tastes good because it's got a lot of sugar. Yeah, <laughs> go for the greens if you can. Okay. So just a couple more things on jet lag. So again, I've got a whole lot of these and I talk about it in my book. And so it's um, I'm gonna give you a couple of the highlights. So the other one is stay awake until 9 p.m. the first two nights, mm. especially like when you fly to London. So when you're going to Europe, you land at 7 a.m. It's hard. You get there and you're like I'm sleepy. If you can get to your room by 10 a.m., you can take a nap for maybe an hour, but you got to be up by 11 and go and go and go, drink coffee, do whatever you have to do. The other big deal um, is bare feet on Earth, so Mm. called earthing. So we have disconnected ourselves from this planet, and so this is a common theme throughout everything I talk about with travel balance, is how do I remove stressors? Because as I can remove the stressors, it's gonna help my body to respond and heal. And there are certain stressors I can't control. I can't make the flights not be delayed. I can't make them not lose your luggage. But what I can do- That was my next question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll do what we can. So when you get to your destination, if you can get bare feet on the earth for like 20 minutes, and from a good, better, best perspective, get it on the earth would be great. Wet grass would be even better, and best would be an ocean if you can be in there 20 minutes. So I I just came back from Monterey. I had a chance to, you know, I shot some videos when I was there uh, doing the Pacific Coast Highway, and just stand in the ocean just helps sink you into the time zone. 
It helps discharge static electricity from the plane, and it puts electrons into your body that helps you to heal. So it's a really big one. What about exercise? I've heard um, try to exercise like as soon as you can after you land or get yeah. go for a walk. It doesn't have to be strenuous exercise, but movement. walking and su- yeah, movement and absolutely. sunlight. Yeah. Movement yeah. and sunlight, absolutely key. So I'm a, whenever I speak, I talk about um, I'm an advocate for the, the, the fruits and vegetables, the spinach and carrot lobby don't have a lot of money or the mm-hmm. sun or the, uh, the earth. So I'm representing them and they're free. So absolutely, if you can get bare feet on the earth while you're looking at the sun and you're walking, wow, that's an awesome thing. So movement is key. One of the main reasons why is that it helps move the water through the fascia, and that's how it gets and hydrates your cells. And that's just gonna do, if you can do nothing else from this whole podcast, if you would just drink more water with the chia seeds and eat your water, it's gonna feel so much better. Okay, so give us two more jet lag tips and then we'll move on <laughs> a couple of more jet lag tips well let's see so movement was one definitely yeah. one of them yeah. um, one of the other things that I do is um, it's an energy technique called EFT have you ever heard of emotional have, freedom yes. technique uh-huh. so tapping certain ports mm-hmm. of the body it's tapping the energy uh, meridians and acupuncture points and when you tap these things on your face and there's certain things you can look up and just tell your body uh, my my body clock is now set to 1 a.m. it's now 1 a.m. and you're telling your body energetically sink into this time zone so that is a huge one um, okay. and now I usually go into the bathroom in the airplane to do that so people don't think I'm crazy <laughs> but sometimes I don't care and I just tap anyway <laughs> if you can't but that sinks you in as well and then the other part as you mentioned is getting into the sun yeah. um, because it resets your circadian rhythm looking at that sun really helps and that's a whole takes us into a whole other topic that you may not want to talk about but you might is how do you sleep in a hotel room let's let's go let's go there that's let's a do big it one, right <laughs> so a big part of that is the setup in the room, but it starts with what I just talked about, which is the sun. When I get in the sun and I'm looking at the sun, it goes through my eyes and it activates this gland in my brain called the pineal that makes a hormone called melatonin. So you've got to be in the sun. So when you're at conferences and you're in business travel, a lot of time it's hard to get in the sun. Yeah. If you can look in, at the sun. You're in hotel ballrooms. Yeah, fluorescent lights don't count. Yeah. You got to be in the sun. Uh, so that's a big one. And then when you get to your hotel room, one of the biggest things is focusing on uh, and kind of appeasing your mind because it's on freak out. This is a new place. This is scary. I don't know what's going on. I don't. I don't know the smell. I don't know this. You know, lights. And yeah. so, how do I tell my body it's safe? It's cool. It's okay. Cool. Cool. Chill down. Go to sleep. It's gonna be good. So, what are the smells I can do to make it be more memorable for me? Using essential oils or whatever. What are the sounds? White noise. Different kinds of things. What are the things I'm looking at? Maybe pictures. What are the feels? Right? Mm-hmm. Can I make the thing be as cool as possible? Because we sleep better in a cool room. Yeah. Can I? Some people travel with their own sheets to make it yeah, feel the, better the for case, them, right? Yeah. I have a I have a pretty extensive sleep ritual that that I, you know, I developed actually at home, but mm-hmm. it works on the road too because it's the same sounds and signals and scents and smells yeah. that, you know, remind me of sleeping at home. So I'm pretty I, I'm awesome. pretty well known for my sleep rituals. Well, that's it. that's the key <laughs> yeah. is you got to have a sleep, and it's yeah. not just when you're there because a lot of people have a hard time sleeping today. Yeah, a lot of them don't but have. There's benefits. other things you can do. I mean, I Absolutely. have I have multiple things that I kind of pick and choose from, right? Like a, a menu of things that are kind of a, a wind down routine for me because it's not you know yeah. I, sometimes I don't always want it to be the same, but I liken right. it to when I talk about it, I liken it to. I mean, remember when you were a child, you had mm. a sleep ritual. Your mom was like, your mm. mom or dad was like, you know, you know, go take a bath, put on your pajamas brush your teeth get in bed i'll come read you a story right and so kind of following that same Prince, those same principles at um, a certain time adult. yeah at a certain time and so exactly. sync that as well yeah. into that time yeah. zone yeah so so going to sleep and waking up at the same time 
on the on the time zone that you're on on the destination time zone absolutely you got to get there well i'm not ready to go to sleep because back home it's but you don't want to think about back home you're not back home you are here so be here you'll get there and your body will adjust and it adjusts very quickly if you'll do just the tips i mentioned my sleep ritual or my sleep routine is you know usually i'll be coming back from a dinner especially if i'm traveling for work i'll be coming back from a dinner so right away i lower the temperature in the room i turn down the lights so i make sure that you know not every light in the room is blaring i do uh, a chamomile tea at night and so i typically there's always a, a coffee maker in the room or i'll order you know some hot water i do a chamomile tea um, you know, just do my regular kind of wash my face, brush my teeth routine, right? Um, but I'll either journal, you know, do five things that I'm grateful for if I'm mm-hmm. really tired and I don't have a lot, you know, a lot of time to, to sit and write. I also read, I read, I always carry like a real book with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I never read on an electronic device of any kind. Electronic devices are not on my nightstand. They are somewhere across the room and the alarm still works across the room. So you right. don't need it on your nightstand. Yeah. Sometimes you can put it in the bathroom, um, but it kind of consists of, of, of variations of that depending on you know how tired I am or how much time I have um, to make sure that I'm, you know, putting my head down on the pillow to get an adequate at least seven to eight hours of Good sleep regardless of, of where I am. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that so, sounds fabulous. Yeah. What about you? What's your sleep routine? Well, <laughs> I have a whole routine. You know, I'm setting the temperature when I get in the room and I move all the electronics away from the head headboard because, you know, electromagnetic fields are a big deal. I spend yeah. a lot of time talking about that and the impact on the body. So put it in airplane mode six feet away yeah. and... Um, definitely do that I use essential oils so sometimes I'll bring a diffuser usually I'll just have a cotton ball I'll put some drops on the cotton ball and stick it in the air vent uh, kind of get the smells going in the room there and then uh, just you know making the room look homey and my and make yeah. it look right for me I wear a sleep mask I used to fight the light wherever I would go and constantly trying to get those curtains to close that never close I, I have some <laughs> tips for that I, yeah I can't I can't wear a sleep mask I don't like to have anything over my face so I, I think housekeeping usually thinks that something right know, they're like what's going on and I, I take towels so, yes. you know, ne- towels whatever I can put it over the lights yes. um, inevitably the curtains never close you right. know and that sunlight just finds its way to my eye in the morning so I carry binder clips with me yes. I actually cli- like close the curtains you I know? used and to have so, the binder clips yeah. and then the, one of the other things is usually if you go in the closet they have, the, have hangers the hangers with the double yeah. thing you can do those too <laughs> you know, if you're desperate you can use the hangers yeah so there's all kinds of, of tips and tricks but I always think like when I leave the room in the morning sometimes I try to like take the towels and like put them in a pile but if I'm in a rush or I'm in a hurry I just leave everything and I'm sure housekeeping maybe hopefully they're getting more and more used to yeah. it because you know, more and more people are doing it and and we are seeing some of the hotels adapt right. to have more uh, wellness related you know these right. things like circadian rhythm lighting yeah. and they are you know essential oil f- infusers I, it's, I'm always interested when I walk into a hotel room and I'm seeing more and more of this stuff so That's fabulous. I do feel like you know, the, the hospitality industry is starting to kind of catch up with those of mm. us that desire wellness for, for That's our travel. perfect. Yeah. Well, there's one more I'll add. I, I, uh, I do a lot of videos on LinkedIn, and so I put little tips on there. And I was hesitating on this one, but it turned out it was pretty popular. And the thing is, if you're laying in the hotel bed and you can see yourself in a mirror, you need to cover that mirror. Mm. From a feng shui energetic perspective, it's something that keeps you awake. And then if you, you know, eyes open a little bit, it senses movement in your brain. So it's just one more thing to calm you down. So I was in a hotel room that had that. So I thought, well, let me shoot a video of what this looks like. And then people were guessing, is this the blank hotel? I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm not, you know, picking on hotels because a lot of people don't think about it. Right. But you just put a towel over the mirror. It's fairly simple like you. So we got a lot of towels. Can we get six more towels up to Jen Fisher's room? Yeah. And that, would, that would actually like freak me out if I like woke up and like, you know, 
know, saw movement in the mirror too, I'd be like, wait, there's somebody in my room. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because your brain isn't always oriented to exactly Absolutely. where you are, especially when you're in a new place. So, all right. So let's, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about, um, food and uh tips and tricks for you know healthy food options while while on the road and 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 what do you do about those things or what do you suggest about kind of finding healthy Mm. options traveling with healthy options being aware of what your options are yeah Um, especially when many of us you know go to lunches and dinners that are planned for us. Um, That's right. What what does that look like? Yeah, that can be tricky. So bring in your food with you. You always want to have your just-in-case food, just-in-case supplements, and just-in-case everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I have bars and nuts and, you know, trail mix and all that kind of thing that you want to bring with you. But when you're traveling, what you're looking for, and a lot of this depends on how you're feeling. So I have a whole kind of routine, and maybe we'll talk about this next, is how do you not get sick? Because it plays together. When you're traveling, you're traveling for a reason, and there's an impact on your business. When you get there, you're supposed to do the presentation, you don't feel good. You know, I can't present from my hotel bedroom. So how do I focus on that? So when you're eating, there's certain things to think about from an eating perspective. One of them is when you're eating things like fruit, they are pretty much sugar and water, and they go through your digestive system very quickly. So if I eat a meal and I eat fruit last, the meal is going to be sitting there digesting slowly. Here comes the fruit. It's going to ferment, cause gas, and digestive problems. When I'm eating things like, you know, if you're a meat eater, if you're eating steak or chicken, and you have potatoes with that and starch, your body makes hydrochloric acid, your stomach makes hydrochloric acid to digest that meat. And when you eat the starch, the potatoes, it absorbs the hydrochloric acid and now you're sitting there with this thing. Ideally, you want to you know, eat early as much as I usually eat around six, mm-hmm. six in the, at night, which is good. Unless, of course, you're in South America you know, and I'm in <laughs> Buenos Aires. And they, or you know, Miami, they where I live, where you know they eat oh at eight gosh. or nine p.m. The exactly. restaurants don't even open until late. I know. <laughs> and I'm the first one there knocking on the door. Are you open? Are you open? Yeah. Because you want to have at least two to three hours after your meal before you try to sleep because when you look at from a travel perspective especially you've got a battery of energy in you and the one of the things that drains your battery more than anything else is digesting it just takes a lot of energy right. so you want to make sure that you have a couple hours to digest your meal because you're not gonna be able to sleep so when you're out in the uh, the forced choice options and a lot of times you have some choices because you don't have to eat what they put in front of you right you know even if they serve you meals but when you go to the buffets you're looking for more vegetables obviously as much as you can and avoiding, um, we're gonna talk about in the, the getting sick part, when you start to feel like you're getting sick, one of the things you wanna avoid is sugar, dairy, and wheat, which we kind of avoid, I try and avoid most of the time anyway, but those things really knock down your immune system's ability to keep you well. So especially if you're feeling sick, and you know, I'm just gonna have a bagel with cream cheese, I'm just gonna have a piece of pizza, that's just gonna make it much worse. Um, the other, only other thing I'll mention uh, real quickly on digestion and eating is, I'm a huge fan of water, obviously, tons and tons of it throughout your meal, but not when you're eating. So you want to drink a bunch before your meal, uh, like 30 minutes before, and you'll find out you're really not as hungry as you are dehydrated. Um, but if you, when you're eating, try and minimize the liquids, whether it's wine or alcohol or whatever you're drinking, and minimize that during your meal because it dilutes the digestive enzymes and the hydrochloric acid, and that's going to impact your ability to digest your meal. Let's talk about uh, alcohol and caffeine and travel okay. a little bit. Okay. I, mean, I know, you know we've already talked about how airplanes dehydrate you mm. um, and the impact of 
alcohol and, and caffeine, I think, you know, for many of us, when, when we travel first thing in the morning, we're, you know, downing the caffeine. And right. maybe when we're traveling at the end of a long week or a long few days, you know, we get on the airplane and we're like, I'm just going to have a drink. Well, um, it all plays in. Yeah. And, you know, and then if you get upgraded, oh, my gosh, <laughs> and then they're all throwing these yeah. things at you. Right. So it's tricky. So when I have clients come to see me in my practice, you know, is coffee good or bad for you? And I said, well, it depends. Do you right. need it or like it? Right. If you can't function without your coffee, then we have a, you know, sleep deprived. And a drink. <laughs> issue yeah. going on right we need to talk about so coffee in its natural state is pretty good when you're on the plane you have to be careful because the water on the plane is really not so good for us because yeah. it comes from the water tanks so you want to make sure when you're getting refills that they're pouring it from the plastic filtered water bottle unfortunately the coffee and tea are made with the water from the plane so mm-hmm. got a couple double whammies going there but if you want to drink before it's okay um, it's just it can be dehydrating as is alcohol of right. course and that's the big impact on jet lag is the dehydration part because that's a huge piece of it so it's, I have a whole section of my book that talks about alcohol. Like, are you really going to talk about this? Yeah, I am. And I'm not going to tell you not to have it. Uh, exactly. Because yeah. it's part, you know, right. when you go eat these business meals, it's it just shows life. up. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. several bottles show yeah. up. <laughs> so what are you going to do about that? Right. Well, one of the things you want to do is if you can drink uh, at least one glass of water in between each glass mm-hmm. of wine. If you're going to drink alcohol, I'm more a fan of red wine. The white wines tend to be more sugar-oriented. The red wines have polyphenols and some other goodies in there that can help if they're good wine. Um, you just don't want to drink too much, but sometimes that happens, and you do, and you get back to your room, and you're, you know, you got a big meeting in the morning. So what you have to do is drink a ton of water, and yeah, you're going to be up all night. The other thing is to use a uh, an herbal supplement, something like milk thistle, that helps your liver to process that stuff more effectively. But this is part of travel. This is why my book's called Travel Balance, because yeah. when you go to France, you need to drink the wine. When yeah. you go to Belgium, you got to eat the chocolate. Right. And it's not realistic to tell people no. in any area of wellness or well-being or life to say you absolutely cannot right absolutely Um, and then because then we do and we feel like we failed exactly (laughs) so well yeah i mean from a diet perspective i try and focus on an 80 20 rule 80 percent of the time you know really do well and 20 percent of the time do whatever you need to do and enjoy it and make the best of it so life is short yeah yeah have the good wine right get the good croissants that are warm and put a lot of butter on them and you know i want to travel with you yeah you do Okay, so often when we're traveling, whether it's in a car, plane, trains, automobiles, um, we're confined to the sitting position um, for sometimes extended period of time. And Mm. and we are all hopefully familiar with the latest research that's come out about sitting and sitting as the new smoking and the impact on our body. So what are some tips and things that we can do? especially on an airplane where movement is limited and often sometimes frowned upon uh-huh. you know i mean there's there's also risk of blood clots and you know things like that that are that are very real it um, is real yeah, deep yeah. vein thrombosis is a thing yeah. i had i was on a long flight and i've felt my calves and they were really tight and i'm like this is freaking me out yeah. so you want to do the little exercises they show you in the the magazines yeah. on the plane mm-hmm. do those when you're sitting there back to water drink a ton of water which means you got to go to the bathroom at least once an hour so you, you want to get, get up, up. Yeah. and so i'm that guy mm-hmm. i usually have an aisle seat luckily if you can get one that's great <laughs> get up if, it, if i'm sitting at the front of the plane i could sneak into the first class bathroom but i don't intentionally go to the back of the plane because i walk yeah and you want to walk and you got to get that movement going and if you can get your arms over your head besides just putting your thing in the overhead bin just in your chair just getting that movement going is just so key so there are, are herbal supplements that can help with uh, circulation one of them is is called colonsonia root colonsonia root so if you get a good quality one of those whenever i do long flights i take that um, before during and after the flight just to help with circulation 
but these the water is key in the movement to move the water and so again back to the chia seeds yeah. but you got to intentionally think about this because i get on these you it know 15 hours planning yeah. well you're sitting on these 15 hour yeah. flights and i look and most people like 90 percent of the people never move right what about uh compression socks yeah compression yeah. socks are a good thing okay. it's yeah. uh definitely something if you have that issue you want to take it take this into account because it really is a problem and don't take the deep vein thrombosis slightly right well you said you're you're that guy but actually when when i'm on the aisle and there's that guy in my row i i used to get frustrated now i quite appreciate it because it requires me makes me get up as well you know and even when i might be in the middle of an email or doing something else or reading or just zoned out and i'm like really i got to get up and now i'm like oh yeah i got to get up you know so i kind of take it as an opportunity until that person comes back to walk up and down the aisle as well so that's a same thing at home as well i mean we sit at our desk and our computers and we sit there a long time i sit on a ball i went i moved to an exercise ball 16 17 years ago and and you sit there but you just look up and it's been three hours you haven't moved so you might set a timer or do something just to remind you get up and move standing desks of course are now a thing and as you mentioned sitting is hydration is key right because it forces you to get up (laughs) whether you want to or not you got to get up unless you're wearing a diaper which you know (laughs) but i will mention jim because i'm a recovering overachiever that you can drink too much yeah and i did it yeah and then when i first started down this path about 20 years ago uh, I drank too much water. How do you know? You start demineralizing your body mm. and you not don't feel as good. And right. so you have to you know, take that into account because there's a happy balance in all of this. Right. But yeah, movement, yeah. Yeah. big deal. So um, you alluded to this earlier. Um, if, if you're already sick, obviously I would advise you not to travel to right. cancel that because there's really no reason to travel while you're sick. But if you mm. are already in the process of traveling and you're starting to feel sick or you get sick, while on the road. Are there things that you can do, I would say, I guess, ahead of travel to help Mm. not get sick, um, but then also while you're traveling, if you just, I mean, it's life, right? So we get sick. It is life, but yeah, whenever I'm gonna go on a long trip. So a couple years ago, I did a double class in Lima and Buenos Aires, so I'm gonna be gone 17 days. Uh, So before I go, a week before I start taking um, immune boosting supplements, and I take a whole lot of supplements, whole food and herbal things anyway, but I just kind of do the immune boosting ones before you go. And then when you're on the trip, you know, when you're sitting there waiting for your plane and there's that person coughing and you know where they're going to sit, right? They're right right next next to you. you. (laughs) Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you're giving them the evil eye, like, would you stop coughing and the poor thing? They can't, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I can't make the the germs go away. For the germaphobes that are out there, there's a lot when you travel and there's things you can do to minimize wash your hands a lot and all that but it's just going to happen so the best thing to do is boost your immune system and then when you're traveling so like i was on this trip and day three i started feeling the scratchy throat i'm like oh no but i've got my stuff so i have my just in case kit packed in my bag i go pull out the supplements avoid sugar dairy and wheat and all those products that have it Uh, drink a ton of water and then rest where possible so normally i'm the big social bee that's going to be come on jen let's go we're going to have dinner it's oh i don't want to go come on let's go i'm the introvert that's going to say no i'm going back to my room for the night (laughs) well when you're feeling when i'm feeling this way i want to conserve the energy in my battery and so i'm going to like oh i'm not going to go tonight and go to bed early get in bed relax rest and if you cannot eat it really would be better because it's going to again take that energy that would take for digestion and allow your body to heal itself but the water, the sugar, dairy, and weed, and the supplements are the really what big What do hitter. you recommend eating when you are feeling under the weather? Well, Soups hot things are good. And, yeah, so yeah. hot, you know, tea, chamomile tea is awesome. Herbal teas are great. You know, in general, we really should drink warm and room temperature only liquids. Mm-hmm. It's just better, but especially when you're feeling sick. Fruits and vegetables, more, more veggies than fruits. Mm-hmm. You can go to any hotel restaurant in the world and get a clove of garlic. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Suck on a clove of garlic or chew a clove of garlic. Nobody's going to want to be near Nobody's you. Nobody's going to want to be near you, but you will feel better. So do it before you go to bed and it will help. There'll be no vampires. There'll be no vampires. Sure. Your, exactly. What is this like now? She, she had all the towels. Now she wants garlic. Hey, you know, whatever works. So I am one of those people that when I get on a plane, I take out a, a wet nap and I wipe down kind of my seed in the area and the... And right. The, you know, the, the little table that comes down. Um, is that worthwhile? Or, I mean, maybe it just makes me feel better, it, but does it, it help at all? It makes you feel better. I just don't touch those things. <laughs> I try my best to avoid them. But again, the germs are going to happen. Yeah. You know, some of the germiest things you'll encounter on your trip. The first one is the security tray the, the, at TSA. The bin, yeah. Uh, and then the other one a lot of people don't think about is when you check in at the hotel and they go, here, can you sign in? And they give you this pen that's yeah. been touched by everybody. Yeah. And then, of course, the remote in the in, in the, the room. room. And yeah. so, you know, people bring Ziploc bags and put the remote in a Ziploc and then yeah. use it through that. I was, uh, I forget what airport I was in. It was recently where they had, uh, I think it was in Denver, they have antimicrobial bins now. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the bins have been getting a lot of attention as, as being Well, it's very, a big very, deal. Very, but again, yeah. I, there's so many things you just can't get rid of all of your environment. Yeah. So you got to focus on you and how do I boost my immune system? Yeah. And, you know, go wash your hands as much as you can, which is always yeah. a good thing. And cleaning around you is a good, uh, it's not going to hurt anything. <laughs> You know, people will look at you. Makes go, me feel, oh, yeah, they do look at me, but you know. Of course know, they do. And then when you start doing the tapping thing I talked <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, well, oh, and then boy. I take out my snack bag, you know, and they're like, okay, what is going on with this woman? We're making <laughs> Either a that difference. or they're very curious and they ask lots of questions, which is great. Yeah, it is, because yeah. we're making a difference. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're showing other folks how to do this because a lot of people just don't know. And that's where it comes from. Right. I didn't know this stuff when I started I out. I didn't either. And you, and you, and there's, you know, until I came across your work, I mean, there's really no nobody I mean you just kind of share war stories exactly. with the people, other people that travel a lot and you're like oh that's a good idea oh that's a good idea exactly you know? right so, so when I'm speaking I always tell people you know all the stuff I'm talking about it none of this stuff matters right. unless it happens to you right. so for somebody that may not be in this place and I used to be there we all start here and I just wake up one day and go you know I think I'll be a naturopath today well, you know like I wasn't busy enough it's because pain puts you in this place so when you're starting out and it's like, this just isn't a big deal for me, then just start with a few tips. Again, if I had to pick one, it's going to be hydration. So if you don't like the chia seed idea, coconut water is awesome mm. because it mineralizes your body and it's coming from a food. So it's going to be in that structured form. Um, and we're not jinxing you to say, oh, it's just a matter of time. They're going to get you. It, for some people, they don't. I mean, it's just like you see people that are in their 90s smoking and drinking and they're living great. Mm -hmm. And who am I to say that they're right or wrong? It's each of us has to deal with our body and genetics and the environment that we're in. And stress is just an enormous part of that. So again, kudos to what you do because it's not just in the traveling. It's this is just a small part of it. Yeah, and I when gonna, I speak on wellness in general, it's the same stuff. It's just harder when you yeah, travel. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is <laughs> is a lot of the tips that we talked about today apply to, you know, life in general, not yeah. just life on the road. I think it's just amplified when when mm -hmm. you're traveling. And so I think these are good general well-being tips for for anyone listening, right. whether they travel or not. Prevention is so much easier. So when I have clients come into my practice, and when I used to speak to the uh, younger folks in IBM, I would always just tell them, you know, when you're younger, you can get away with a lot. You're in your mm -hmm. 20s. Um, but prevention is so much easier than fixing things because it's like, you know, you're going down this downhill of bad health. You've got to stop the truck, reverse it, back it up the hill. It takes time and energy to do that. It's so much easier to prevent. But the hard part is that there's no pain to get you there. So, like, you know, we have boy-girl twin, twin teens, and it's hard when you're that age. And now they're living with their, you know, dad that's this natural health guy and mom that's that way. And so. <laughs> and they're like, why am I doing all of this But they stuff? get it. They're yeah. listening though, Jen, that's because awesome. I hear them tell their friends that are getting sick, mm -hmm. you know, you really shouldn't eat sugar, dairy, and wheat. Yeah. There you go. So they're listening. Yeah. 
there's hope. Proud dad, huh? Oh, that proud moment. Yeah. So I do have one final question. What is your absolute favorite travel tip to give to people? So if people listening to this podcast, and you might have already said it, but if they're listening and you want them to only remember one travel tip or one thing to do differently, what would that be? Well, I wouldn't hold out on you, Jen. So yeah, we talked about it and it's a tie really, but I'm gonna go with breathing. Okay. Breathing is so key because stress is the enemy. Stress mm-hmm. is the enemy and it just increases dramatically when you travel. Absolutely. This is the, the biggest thing that we've got to do is calm ourselves down. Cause much like the germ thing, you're not gonna change the outside circumstances. You can only impact how you respond to it. And so the other thing is to add, I'm a huge fan of essential oils. So bring in, bring oils that calm you down, listen to music. We didn't talk about this, but one of the biggest things I'm a, a fan of is noise canceling headphones mm-hmm. because you've got to, that engine noise is just very stressful on the body. So if you can just put on your headphones and just drown that noise out and not even listen to anything, you're gonna be a step ahead. But listening to peaceful music, you know, and when the delays happen, you're just chilled out in your music and smelling your oils and breathing. Yeah. Whatever it is for you that helps calm you down and get you into a good state because you need that state. It's going to be challenged. I'm so grateful John could be here with us today. Thank you to our producers and our listeners. You can find the WorkWell podcast series on Deloitte.com or you can visit various podcatchers using the keyword WorkWell, all one word, to hear more. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you get all of our future episodes. If you have a topic you'd like to hear on the WorkWell podcast series or maybe a story you would like to share, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. My profile is under the name Jen Fisher or on Twitter at JenFish23. We're always open to your recommendations and feedback. And of course, if you like what you hear, please share, post, and like this podcast. Thank you and be well. Be well.